It's DTS 52. We're at the one-year anniversary of Destiny the Show. Thanks, listeners. We've got a great program for you today. You're listening to Destiny the Show. Welcome, Guardians. What's good, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon here, joined as always by my co-host, excellent person and friend, Diddy. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, and that was like the fifth or seventh time that you tried to do that intro, and you think after a year we'd have it down pat, but... Oh, yeah. We don't get it perfect. <laughs> no, the intro is the hardest part of the show, man. And I, I always say the, the number in there, just in case people are like, oh, it's 52, I missed 51, I need to go back next, you know, and do blah, 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 blah. So what'd you do this week? I just relaxed, you know, 4th of July weekend, I mm-hmm. didn't do anything. I just stayed home with uh, the girlfriend and Butters, and we just uh, cooked some hot dogs, cooked a barbecue sausage, and just didn't Ooh. worry about anything. It was nice. Nice, dude. We're doing bratwurst in a few hours after the recording of this nice. show. So, yeah. We've got a lot of news and a great show to talk about. Let's hop into it. News! So with this being the one-year anniversary of the show, I wanted to extend a giant thank you to you guys, the listeners. Open it up with a few stats about this last year of Destiny, the show, this weekly podcast that you guys so graciously listen to and support And just keep Diddy and I really excited to come back, bring the news, and talk about Destiny. We had about 500,000 listens between iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube in our first year, which is overwhelming. That's really cool. And we were one of iTunes' top 25 gaming podcasts in 2014, which was awesome. Again, thank you guys so much. You routinely put us at the top of the charts of Podbean.com. So from the bottom of my heart... Thank you, guys. It's been a really fun year, and we've I think we have one of the coolest communities of Guardians out there, don't you think, Diddy? I think so. I mean, it's just insane, because we started this podcast, or you started this podcast in, like, June of last year, or July, yes. and, mm-hmm. like, that's only half a year, and we were top 25 gaming podcast of 2014. That is awesome. That's all the listeners, so thank you very much. Yeah, we've got a lot more store in store and just much more to come. And Destinies, you know, this is just the beginning of a journey and a great adventure. And we hope that we can continue to be a news source for you. Speaking of the news, I want to ask you, Diddy, what is like some of your top memories from DTS this last year? Oh, from DTS? Yeah. Um, When we talked about the potential Destinies had, like any show hmm. that we've mentioned, you know, I wish... Like, Destiny does this really well. For instance, The Wild. I think that was episode 33? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. When we talk about The Wild and the introduction of of an endgame PvE patrol environment in which we can complete little tiny quests, there are strike bosses just roaming in a patrol area, and... Just high-end PvE content where you can earn exclusive wild rewards, like the Red Engram. I think that's my mm-hmm. most brilliant idea ever in Destiny. <laughs> yes. That, you know, the further you go in the wild, you can upgrade those Red Engrams to be rare, legendary, exotic status, something like that. Just Destiny is just a fantastic game, and... It can only get better from this point on. The community is very outspoken. Bungie listens. They really want Destiny to improve. So I really think the Destiny universe has unlimited potential at this point because 
the foundation is really solid and we just need to make it 10 times, a hundred times, a thousand times better. And we can do that. Totally. My favorite memory was our Christmas show, (laughs) mainly because of the intro. (laughs) Is that Santa Claus? Crota, they're waking him. Oh, guess not. Welcome, my friends. It's been a mighty good year. Do stay, gather round, have a cup of black wax idol. I've got warm ether seeds right by the hearth. Bathroom's right down the hall to the left. Use your ghost to get in, you know how. Ah, who invited the cabal? You know Omnigol doesn't like them. They're always tracking that dirty Mars in my house. Hate it. Oh, it's starting, it's starting. Welcome to Destiny the Show. I want to do more stuff like that this next year, man. It took me a little while to put that together, but uh, just more themed things, more comedy. We're getting more characters now. The hard part is when Dark Below came out, you guys, there's Dinklebot and the Stranger and the Traveler and, you know, it's or the Speaker, I guess. There's not many characters that you could do these little parodies with. So I'm going to try and do more since Ferex and Petra talk a whole lot more than our previous characters, I guess. Any other memories before we get further in the news? No, I mean, my, my first episode, uh, this episode number two, just having me on, like, you, I, I messaged you after the first episode went live on your YouTube channel, and I was like, hey, I play Destiny, you you need a co-host? And you were like, yeah, I was actually going to ask you, but you beat me to it, so that was, that blew my mind, and here we are. I'm really glad Perfect. that you gave me this opportunity. Ah, oh, dude, you <laughs> you bring so much to the show. I'm the idiot who says all the stupid stuff, and you can correct it. So, all right, first news video: Dado does Destiny states uh, the state of the Crucible. So, we put out a video this week. Uh, most of you probably know who Dado does Destiny is. He's a very big YouTuber for the Destiny community. Put out a 16 minute video talking about the state of the Crucible, mainly addressing the weapon balancing concerns that players have, and he refers to it as the insta kill meta, talking about Thorn the last word, and all the Felwinter clone shotguns. How they are an issue in the Crucible, he presents his argument in a very clear, concise way, saying that the time to kill on some of these weapons and their strength is so in, uh, is so overpowered and imbalanced to where people no longer really have a fighting choice to play with other weapons, and he'd like to see it changed. He offers very subtle, um, minute changes to these weapons that would address the issues uh, it has about 140,000 views at this time. I think it's mandatory viewing for anybody who's a PvP player listening to the show. I loved it. I agree entirely with his argument. I know some viewers get upset because a lot of times they see me playing with Thorn in the video. I play with three weapons in PvP these days. Thorn, the last word, and the messenger. And a lot of times, when I'm just getting frustrated, because 10 out of the 12 people in the lobby are using Thorn, I'll use my Thorn too. Like, it's a really good gun. But it doesn't mean that I don't want to see things changed. So, Diddy, your thoughts? I mean, like you said, or like Dotto said, it is the insta-kill meta. And it's not where Destiny was like six months ago, you know? I was listening to the first couple episodes we did of DTS just to, you know, figure out, you know, how far we've come. And we're talking about the beta and the Crucible from the beta and how 
my initial impressions of that, there was gunplay, you know, there was. Uh, even mm, if I was so different, even if someone got the first shot off on me, I can still try and outgun them. Yes. That's really not the case anymore because destiny PVP since the beta and the alpha, man, it has sped up so much. Like, Time to kill is so much quicker than you know seven months ago when it would when the auto rifles were a thing. Like I much prefer the service regime meta over the thorn meta, and we got that weapon change when you know it was a nice change of pace for a month. But at that point, it became uh, overbearing, and it just kind of suffocated every other weapon in the game. You know that's what thorn does. It's obviously the best choice right now, but that needs to be changed and with a game like destiny able to get constant updates you know the meta needs to be more fluid you know oh yeah even if i know bungie is striving for the most balanced uh, pvp encounter i would like throw them a curveball and say no i want you to force the meta in a different direction i want you to make Pulse Rifle is the dominant one, which is probably what's going to happen uh, once uh, Thorn and the Last Word uh, get their nerfs. I, I want Pulse Rifles to be the meta for a month, and then I want Auto Rifles to be the meta, and then I want Scout Rifles to be the meta, and I want to just keep changing over and over and over again, and it will just provide more variety, you know? Yeah, well, Luke Smith's already said that we will see eras of weapons coming into style and coming out of style based on their balance choices, and, excuse me as I hiccup there... <laughs> That's what we're going to see with whatever the next weapon balance change is. There will be a period of time, like a month after that release, where the dominant weapons are found and people over time start acquiring them, using them more. And we're going to go through this cycle continually with Destiny. There is no way around it. The thing I want to hit home here uh, that was the key point in Dotto's video is not the fact that he's crazy upset at the weapon balance right now. He's disappointed in how long... It's been silent about weapon balancing. The fact that it's been over six months since patch 111, and we have been screaming for a weapon balance change for a long time and have yet to see it. Now, in this week's weekly update, which we're going to do in just a second, we're going to talk about, they do say it's going to happen. Weapon balancing will be visited before the Taken King, but I do think we need to see quarterly weapon tune updates because six months to me, it's too long. We have reached the point where it's too long. The community was screaming at the weekly update this week. We want to hear more about weapon changes now. Trials is definitely the catalyst in this situation, don't you think? Yeah, I said it once Trials came went live. Like Because of the nature of the game mode, it's going to make the flaws of Destiny Crucible even more apparent. And mm -hmm. I hate to pat myself on the back, but I was not wrong. So I think we talk, hop into the weekly update, which uh, lackluster, uh, but not empty. Okay, it's basically re-hitting all the stuff that we talked about with the Taken King during E3 week. Only this is a more official outlet. It's featured on the weekly update. It's going to have new story missions, new side quests, cinematic cutscenes that you can skip, new exotic weapons, armor, exotic quest lines, the big dreadnought ship, which is the new destination with secrets, rituals, which we don't know what they are, treasures to uncover. The Taken Enemies, an increased level cap, new ways for your garden to, guardian to grow more powerful. Your garden? Yeah, wouldn't that be sweet if there was a garden in Destiny? There's now herbalism profession. <laughs> no. New subclasses, the new cooperative strikes, reimagined strikes. So some of the strikes that um, are already in the game, Dust Palace, Undying Mine, and Cerberus Fae 3 are going to be overrun with Taken Enemies, which... Have we talked about that here? I 
don't think so. Yeah, so basically old strikes are getting a bit of a remix with new enemies inside of them. They're, so what's happening is they're not removing the old strikes. They're yeah. just adding a different version of the strike. Yeah. They're just going to be the regular um, Cerberus Vey Valastaric strike and then the the uh, the Taken version. So yeah. you're going to have two different styles of playing that. I wonder how they're going to do the tank boss. Like They're going to have to change the boss encounters. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, think about that. Are they going to have like a taken tank boss? Like Vulcan that, Raven is exactly, going to pop out of like, it. <laughs> think about that. You know, it's not going to be the same strike with just reskinned enemies. It's going to have to change the encounter somehow. You know, does that make sense? I like that initiative. And honestly, I would love to see more remix content. Just thinking about that idea out loud for a second. Prison of Elders would drastically <laughs> benefit from something like this that's kind of what i thought prison of elders was going to be when it was announced you know yeah but no big deal and of course our biggest six player raid yet so that'll be cool and uh the other thing i want to read here is where is it between now and september 15th and i quote We'll also explore a range of topics that we know are important to you, including weapon rebalancing, economy improvements, an overhauled quest experience, bounty enhancements, faction allegiances, and endgame content and more. So they weren't totally saying none of this, no more stuff is happening until the Taken King. So there is things that we get to look forward to. Bungie Day is coming up. Destiny players? <laughs> Diddy, what is it all about? So July 7th, 7-7 is Bungie Day for those of you who are brand new to the Bungie community. Yep. Uh, and Bungie always hosts special events in their current game. They, they've they said in the weekly update, um, pay us a visit again on Tuesday, which is Bungie Day. We'll have some celebrations of awesome stuff you've done this past year, along with some invitations for how you can express yourselves. So we're probably going to see some type of maybe PVP event or uh, mm-hmm. PVE event in the tower uh, that you can participate in for Bungie Day, and you'll receive... Uh, a bungee day emblem which i think it looks at it actually looks really cool in my opinion yes. you know everybody's going to be wearing it for the first week then they're going to think oh man everybody has it so i need to go back to my 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 hipster emblem that nobody else uses so um yeah that's i think it's going to be gonna animated happen. you know i think it doesn't it look like an animated emblem it looks like it but we haven't Maybe seen not. an animated emblem in the game yet <laughs> But it would be really cool if it is. Yes. And they do state that it's for year one players. We don't know how they're going to determine that. So people who play on Bungie Day. That's, yeah. I <laughs> in mean, my opinion, like that'd be the only way you could get this emblem. That's could you imagine the anger if it's like if you played in September? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> dude, cars would be flipped. People would be so mad. So that is this week's weekly update. On to the Destiny Red Bull Code scamming. So. If you follow the show, we've talked about the Red Bull promotion that's going on. Red Bull is doing specially marked cans of Red Bull that feature Destiny branding as well as Flame Sword, the pro Halo player, on the side. And if you redeem your code, you get something, I can't remember what it's called, that gives you extra XP and access to a quest that is coming out in the Taken King. These codes have been given out, you know, like candy this last week. You were giving them out on the stream, weren't you, Diddy? I was. I had five codes to give away, and I gave them all out. So congrats Very to those good. winners. But yeah. But they were stoked. I yeah, get me they one were. Of them codes. They seemed happy with it. Um, the the codes, I think it's called Focus Light. Yes, yes. It gives you a 50% it. experience bonus for uh, about 30 minutes. And uh, people were wondering if it 
increases reputation gains. And I think I'm pretty sure it's only experience. So yeah. people were wondering with the Iron Banner event going on last week, is it oh. going to increase my Iron Banner <laughs> rep if I use Focus Light? And that's not the case. It's basically a telemetry. It's I don't know if just I should for your mention, guardian. I don't know if I should mention this on the show. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but... Did you see the Iron Banner glitch that can go on at the reset time? It's not been fixed yet. Oh, it's not fixed yet? They It's not it's, fixed. It seems like they fixed it, and then it was unfixed in a recent... Yeah, Catstash did it this week. So I'll just explain. For viewers who don't know, there is a way... I'm not going to explain how you do it. You could just YouTube it and figure it out. There's a way that you can keep your Iron Banner reputation from the previous Iron Banner event. So if you're rank 5 and the new Iron Banner event rolls around, you do this method, you instantly are rank 5 in this Iron Banner. So you just buy all your stuff, and you're done. So that's something that's definitely got to get fixed here. I'm off topic. People are scamming these Red Bull codes, okay? There's a very simple way that people are changing the code to get the item without having to purchase the Red Bull can. And so far, it looks like 18,000 codes have been scammed, if not more. And that's a little disappointing. There's been a couple Reddit users who've come forth saying, hey, bought a can. My code was already redeemed. That really stinks. I wouldn't worry about that. Honestly, I've only seen it from a a handful of people on Reddit. I don't think that's the issue here. I think it's just the fact that if you're really mad about that buck 50 you spent on Red Bull and somebody else scammed a code, that is the core problem, I guess, right? Yeah, I think so. And it's where there's a will, there's a way. People are bound to cheat the system somehow. With a community as large as Destiny, Mm -hmm. there are going to be some... I'll say it, there are going to be some shitty people in the community mm-hmm. and they're going to try and cheat their way to this extra content. And like, I don't know why you would want to scam this stuff. I mean, you know, you don't, maybe you don't have a 7-Eleven near you or you don't have a, access to the Red Bull codes around you and you're just hoping to get one. But like, you're not going to miss out on much. You yeah. know, it's just the experience game. I granted you are missing out on the quest once the Taken King launches, but it's a quest. It's not an extra story mission. So, um, I wouldn't fret too much if you aren't able to receive a code. Yeah. And then our last piece of news, Diddy, you want to take this one? A couple comedians, right, were hired to write jokes for Destiny, huh? Yeah, David Cross and Brian Posehn, I think that's how you say his name. He They wrote jokes that uh, supposedly the ghost was supposed to um, say in Destiny, but they were never used. And Kotaku wrote this article, and I th- thought that it was kind of interesting that they just, um, they didn't, they kind of, Bungie kind of shied away from having the ghost be a humorous character in the yeah. Destiny storyline. More serious tone, I guess, was the the thing. David Cross is from Arrested Development, by the way. I'm sure most viewers who are in the U.S. recognize him. And it was just interesting to see that come out. Those are some pretty big names to hire. They brought him out to Bellevue, uh, Washington, which is, I think that's where Bungie is, um, for a couple of days and did writing sessions, had them write jokes down for the ghost. Didn't end up being used. I think there is more going on under the scene or behind the scenes, I guess, in terms of the story for Destiny, like a lot of mysterious stuff happening and conspiracy theories, which I'm not going to incite here, but it's an article worth reading if you're somebody who is interested in the story side of Destiny, as it had some cool stuff there. This is your ghost, Miranda. And when I'm not out helping Guardians, I'm listening to Destiny the Show. So the topic this week is centered on our year anniversary. I want to talk about our top three memories from Destiny and then our top five wants. One of the things that 
you know, you had done before the show is you went back and listened to our beta reaction show. Basically, a year ago, you and I both participated in the beta. You played in the alpha, even. We did a full week in the beta, or however long it was, then gave our reactions, like what we thought what we thought Destiny was going to be in the long run. Like, oh, I, I like this. Are they going to expand here and do this? Gave our reactions. Some of it was right. A lot was wrong. <laughs> and I'd like to do that again and keep this sort of a yearly tradition here on DTS, because we've had a full year with Destiny now talk about our top three memories, and then our top five wants, things that maybe will be here in a year. And we're looking at this from a year timetable. So when we say, these are the five things I want, these are the five things that we're hoping to get, basically, in the next year. We can revisit it and see if we were right or wrong next year. So, Diddy, what were your top three memories from Destiny year one? Or I guess DTS year one. (laughs) (laughs) Top three memories is... Going way back to the beta and the the moon event, Bungie opening up that the first story mission on the moon, a oh, dark beyond. Yeah, exploring the Hellmouth for the first time. Like when I first got on the moon, obviously I did the story mission. I did it on the harder difficulty because I wanted to challenge myself. They yep. had it on like level six and oh, level nine. Yes. And since I had a level eight character, I wanted to do the level nine to try and challenge myself. And I thought it was actually kind of difficult. Um, you know, looking back, obviously, I don't think that, <laughs> but <laughs> my next time I queued it up, I just went exploring and I was just yeah. blown away by how big the Hellmouth was just the moon area. You can, mm-hmm. you could literally explore the entire moon that we can today in destiny. You know, there was no area in the moon then that we can't explore now. I think I thought, and wasn't there a couple areas that were blocked there's, off? There's a, couple areas that are blocked off but those were because of strikes and story missions that you could only access in strikes or story missions right yeah but if i wanted to go patrol moon right now i could basically go back to all those areas again and man nostalgia feels diddy hit me right in the gut i'm telling you you remember twitter yeah and on the show that i mentioned that that our first reaction like i remember being scared going down into the Hellmouth. I'm yeah. like, what am I going to find? Like, you, Fogoth was down there. Man, some of those... Uh, I was I was watching uh, some of my old uh, footage as well that mm-hmm. I recorded. Man, yeah. I was so timid. Like, I would go around a corner and there would be this big open room and, like, I would zoom in to see if the enemies are too high of a level for me to handle. But yeah. it turns out that I could keep going. So I just kept going. And just that sense of... Um. Uh, what is it? What's the word? Ignorance, oh, mystery. Oh, I don't know. Mystery. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. Like that sense of mystery. Like I want that feeling again, and we're gonna oh, get yeah. that with a dreadnought. You know. I'm, mm. I'm excited. Yeah, I hope they tap into that. That was so cool. That event of we're gonna open up the moon for a limited time. And remember, mm-hmm. people on the videos were like, "What is this? How can I get there?" And it was like, it was a limited time event. You went <laughs> to the moon. It was open for like three hours, right? Two hours, I think. Okay, and Twitter explodes. Everybody's exploring as fast as they can, trying to fight, figure out how to get past things. Gosh, oh, Ren. Okay, next one. <laughs> next one. Uh, getting the last word from our first Vault of Glass run. Oh that's, yeah, that was that was probably one of my top highlight. Obviously, it is my top highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it felt like it was my first exotic that I really earned. You know, mm. I I beat the hardest end game content in Destiny. And with with a fire team, and I yeah. remember some of the pineapple boys, Sassy, 
I don't remember who else was in there. I remember Joker because he was streaming. Azure uh, was there. I think Aura was there. Azure and Aura, and then maybe Nacho. Or no, it was not, maybe not Nacho because that would be six. Yeah. But yeah, just getting the last word. You know, beating the hardest piece of Destiny content that was available at the time, yep. and getting the best exotic hand cannon for PvP. And man, I used that gun for like two months straight because. Hmm. The last word is just my baby. It's good. It's a great gun. I love still it. a great I ne- gun. Man. Never dismantled it, and I have kept it ever since, and I still use it today. Very good. Last memory? The last memory is going to be um, duoing the entire Crota raid with Lurker Zero. Oh, yeah. You we guys did. got into the rhythm with that. Yeah, we did. We, you know, it would just be us two on the reset week, and we we're like, let's just do it. Let's just figure it out. And he had the Galahorn, um, and back then, you know, being level 32, two Galahorn shots would down Crota on normal mode. So um, since I didn't have one, I would always have to be the sword bearer. And we got into the rhythm. You know, it got up to the point where, you know, we would just do it all the way up to Crota because we didn't want to attempt it. And then yeah. and we're like, let's just try it. And then we did it. And we did that for a couple of weeks, um, just duoing the entire raid. And that just, you know, it just feels like I've mastered this game already because I did a six person ev- uh, event. Like I did a six person raid with just two people. And that felt like a huge accomplishment to me. It did. Like r- near the beginning of Crotus N2, that was like. It felt good. You know what I'm saying? Near the end, it was like, okay, this has become more common. But it like, became a chore towards the end. Yeah, it because did. Like, we, needed the, we needed that gear yeah. to... It was way harder to hit level 30 in Vanilla Destiny. Yeah, it was. It was, it was hard to get level 32 in Crota because you needed Crota gear and you needed those Radiant Shards. And yeah. now it's a lot easier because you can get any piece of gear with Etheric Light. Yeah, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, we had we had to grind a little bit more to get to where oh, we yeah. needed to get. And mm-hmm. I thought I think that was a a fond memory that I have. I actually liked the grind, you know. Yep. My favorite first being the first Vault of Glass raid we did. Uh, you mentioned that getting the last word, but the first Vault of Glass raid we did was late October, I think, and that just changed everything. I'm still chasing that feeling, basically. Going into that huge encounter, it was long, it had multiple stages, it was different, it was, nothing in Destiny was like that, and it had a huge sense of accomplishment uh, when I first did that. And anybody who's rated for the first time, it, Vault of Glass was just great. And I, like I said, I am still chasing that feeling. Vanilla, to me, had more mystery and more of that awe sensation. And as much as I love getting our Twitch reveal streams, uh, seeing what's going to be in an expansion before it comes out... I really hope the Taken King captures what you talked about with the moon and vanilla. There was mystery. There were still things that weren't solved yet. So Vault of Glass, huge, way up there on my list. The number two is going to have to be breaking the maps. Sassy, my good Australian friend, showed me all sorts of places that you could get in and out of the maps. Like we broke into many of the dark below zones before they came out, broke into a handful of the uh, House of Wolves zones before they came out, got into the Dust Palace strike from the Xbox One side of things. <laughs> Bungie, as a developer, does this, and they've done this since Halo like 1 and Halo 2. You can get out of their maps, and a lot of times their geometry is rendered to the way... Like, it has collision detection, basically. So most of their geometry you can't fall through, 
and it creates just a whole other universe when you break outside of their maps. And it showed me, again, the artwork in Destiny, in Bungie games, off the scale, some of the best skyboxes in gaming. Loved that. And then my third favorite memory was learning how to raid with the Pineapple Boys, which is our, you know, kind of adopted clan. It's not Destiny the Show, but it's the guys we play with all the time. Really good friends. They showed us how to raid, or at least showed me how to raid. Yeah, and then me too. This, like, last spring, Vito got into the game, and a few other friends got into the game, and I got to do that for them. I got to show them how this works. And I'm not a raid expert. You know very well I am not a <laughs> PvE or raid expert. But I was able to get taught and then teach others. That's that's part of Destiny. I think a lot of people can, you know, relate with that, don't you think? Yeah, I would say so. And uh, not to throw you under the bus, but yeah. like maybe two months ago, we were doing a Vault of Glass on hard um, with uh, with some people. And you were teleported um, in the Atheon fight, and none of you knew how to do the relic. And it's just like, this game's been out for almost uh, eight months now, and you don't know how to use one of the core features of the Vault of Glass. Like, people can get this far in Destiny and still not know how to do everything. And some people are just... And I'm not saying this about you, but some people are just kind of stubborn about learning things. Be like, oh, yeah, no, that person usually does that. Let them do that. And I'm just like, you need to learn it, too. Yep. Well, <laughs> I try this, and ask questions, I guess. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Keep going. No, that's fine. Like, yeah, like that's what I that's what I did. Like uh, I was playing um, one of my friends uh, from high school. He's he doesn't play Destiny very often, but when he does, you know, he tries to do some raids, and he has his own group of friends. And he's like, "Hey, can you do Vault of Glass with us?" And I said, "Okay." And so once we got to that Atheon fight, and we were teleported, none of us knew how to do the relic. So I was like, "Okay, I guess now is as good as time as any to learn," you know. Yeah. And I, I had to teach myself how to use the relic, and some people kind of knew how to use it, and I'm like okay, I've seen a few videos, maybe this button will work, maybe this button will work. And like, it was that mystery feeling again. Like just once you get that new relic in your hand, you kind of just hit all the buttons just to see what happens, you know? And I like that. And, you know, that was like, I would say March or April when I finally learned how to use the relic in the Vault of Glass. And I had Mm. run it like 12 times before. And it's just like, you know, if you haven't learned everything in Destiny and you um, you think there's nothing else to do, I would just try and find a group that will let you learn how to use the Relic in Vault of Glass, how to be the sword bearer during Crota fights, how to just do different things in different parts of Destiny, stuff you've never done before. I know some people... They just like to do the content just to get the rewards. They try to do it as quick as possible and just be like, I know how to do it. Just let me do it. And, yeah. you know, there's not a very, there's not a, a very good environment for learning anymore. You know, it's just that first, if you're not there in that first week, then just let somebody who was there do that part because they don't have time to teach you. I don't really like that attitude, you know. I, Elitism. <laughs> yeah, just t- try and take the time. Find people who will let you learn or help teach you how to do every single part of every single aspect of every encounter in destiny yep as we're wrapping up here what would be your top five wants in the next year you don't have to go that much in detail but what would you like to see one year's time when we revisit this next you know year's show 
I think I have three, and they're they've been talked about before somewhat, and they've been you know I think it's they're realistic goals as well. So I'm not trying to just like I wish this would happen. I wish this would happen. No, I think realistically, I really want more exotic quest lines. I know that's been confirmed for the Taken King. We said that in the weekly update, but I want more exotic quest lines linking lore in Destiny, yeah. like. You know, reading the grimoire for the thorn in the last word, like there's apparently like a duel between people and those guns are famous for this duel between each other. Like I want to go like find that exotic weapon and reenact that lore, like be a historian or an archaeologist trying to trace the steps back and the lineage of this exotic weapon or exotic piece of armor. You know, yeah. I want to yeah. just be... I want to learn more about the Destiny universe. Like, why? Like, why is Invective an exotic shotgun? What made it exotic? Like, who made that weapon famous? Why is Red Death the flavor text? Why does it call for guardians or vanguards to dismantle it on site? Like, why? I want to learn yeah. more about that weapon. You know, totally. Um, and not just in a grimoire card. I want it in game. I want it shown to me in like a cutscene. You know. And kind of going alongside that, my number two would be, I want deeper explanations of the universe. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get that with the Taken King and future expansions, obviously, because it's going to expand on the story. But more, I just, I want to learn about the Destiny universe, you know? I just, I want to learn who the Nine are. I want to know why Zur is an agent of the Nine. I want to know where Zur goes after he leaves on the weekend. Like... He talks to the Nine. The Nine were mentioned in a Grimoire card with the Queen. How does the Queen know the Nine? Stuff like that. I I just want to learn. I just want to learn more. Yeah. And then my third one would be more explorable areas on each planet. Totally. Uh, I don't want... I don't just want, like, the Dreadnought added. I don't just want Saturn added. I want more Earth. I want yeah. Oh, yeah. old Europe. I want old America. I want old Australia. I want those areas on Earth. Like, there is no way old Russia is the only area on Earth that we can go as Guardians. Like, totally. no way. And the last city, people live there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can I, can I go down there? Can I interact with people there? Are there vendors there that have different things that I want? Yep. That's what I want to do. I want to just explore more of the areas that we've already seen. Mm, Very good. Mine are going to be more often for weapon rebalancing. We've talked about it a lot here. I'd like to see Prison of Elders uh, fix the reward system. This is, you know, kind of self-explanatory. Trials rewards are desirable, and Prison of Elders rewards are not, other than the ship and shader. So I'd like to see them rebalance that, which could make that activity very viable, again, for a lot of players. I'd love to see Trials of Osiris switch uh, map side every two rounds you know what i'm saying like every two oh, rounds yeah. you actually swap sides for sure yeah i think i mentioned that in the show after the stream that we saw you like, did yeah i noticed that the sides don't switch why especially on the burning shrine like people of the outside have the advantage like every you're map looking, has a dominant side if Everyone. you're looking outside from inside on the burning shrine you're going to be blinded by the sun and if one team spawns out there every single round that's a little bit unbalanced so totally yeah. yeah, I would totally agree with that, uh, switching sides every every round, and my or last, every two rounds. I'm keeping it simple with my last one, dude. More vault space. Like, <laughs> I know technically it's hard, 
but we've got to <laughs> figure out a way around this. Uh, even today, some some guy I know in real life, he's not a very serious player, but he came up with an idea I've seen thrown around where you take an item and you kind of like retire it and you basically give it to the special orders lady. So it, it no longer takes your vault space, but it exists. Like if you want to go get it, you have to pull it out of storage. Maybe it costs like some currency to pull it out, 200 glimmer or something silly. But Introduce like, a trophy case. Yeah, something like uh, a, a vault. case for your guardian. That's yeah. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> a bigger like, vault, Bungie. I like that idea of retiring weapons and gear. Like, I've used this a lot. Let's just put it away and just keep it as memory, you know? Yeah. Uh, that that's what that's what your Soros regime would be right now. That it would oh, be in it, the trophy case yeah. because On it's my not mantle. very useful. I'd come right home now. every night and be like, Oh baby. Ding 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 ding. I miss you. All right. <laughs> so as we wrap up here, uh big shout out to Destiny Tracker and Rippin. Friends of the show, we really appreciate the support you guys have given us. You know, listeners, viewers, check out destinytracker.com. Best stats across any Destiny website. These guys do a great job. They're nice and they're supportive towards the community. So thank you very much. Diddy, you have some plans for DTS in the future outside of the show. And then, you know, where can people find your content? So we kind of talked about our wants and needs for Destiny in the next year, but. We here at DTS want to kind of announce our plans for Destiny the Show in the next year or so. And you guys apparently love our content with the continued support of the podcast. And we want to just give back to you guys. And what better way to do that than providing more content? Now, we don't plan on doing more podcasts or extended podcasts, but we want to have more of a presence on Twitch and have shows um, predictable regular shows on twitch instead of just streaming destiny gameplay instead of producing a new podcast every week we want to have a show that comes out at a predictable interval on twitch so that we as dts hosts can interact with our destiny community and just provide more destiny content for you guys and uh, we have two shows that we'd like to officially announce um, for Twitch production. They are called The Last Word and um, a Destiny lore reading on um, a predictable interval. Yeah, so basically they'll be available too for folks who can't watch it live. We're going to, as long as you follow our Twitter at Destiny the Show or you go to DestinyTheShow.com, we're going to have VODs, videos on demand posted of all these shows. So if you're like me who works, you know, like most of you guys who probably work or school or whatever, those shows will be made available to watch after they actually happen. And we like the place that DTS is at, the podcast. We really like bringing the news. We like keeping it as unbiased as possible, even though we do <laughs> divulge our biases pretty often. But really focusing on the news and keeping it short is the point of this podcast. These new shows uh, allow us to do more, right, Diddy? Yeah, so for example, The Last Word, the new show that's coming out, is going to take a topic in the Destiny community for that week or that month and talk a little bit more in depth about it and be a little bit more real because like you said here on the podcast we try to be as unbiased and as objective as possible Uh, with the last word it's going to be kind of like your 60 minute segment you know we're going to break down the pros and cons and have more of an opinion over there and just be a little bit more realistic be like I think this idea sucks and just be completely brutally honest about some type of destiny topic and the platform that we're producing that for Twitch, we can have direct interaction with the viewers right there on 
on the stream. And so I think that would be uh, really great for getting your immediate feedback on those topics. And with the Destiny lore reading, um, just have people who are more interested in the lore of the Destiny universe, and we just explain that and break it down, do a a reading of um, a different topic in the Destiny universe, and we'll break it down and talk about it as a community. Excellent. Well, I'm excited for what's coming up. Massive thanks to our listeners. Where can people find your content, Diddy? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. Excellent. Remember to check us out at destinytheshow.com for the show links and all that stuff. At Destiny the Show on Twitter, you can follow me at BBKDragoon or on youtube.com slash BBKDragoon. It's been a wonderful year. I really look forward to this next one. Eyes up, Guardians. Guardians.